This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap. Hello, hello. This is the awful and awesome entertainment rap episode 139. This is Abhinandan Sekri. This is Prakash Ayer, your co-host and a subscriber of News Laundry. Well, thank you so much Prakash for volunteering to step in to Rajshree's shoes while she's traveling to all sorts of exotic places. Where is she traveling? Uh, I don't know. I lost I mean she was in Goa, then Turkey, then she went to Lucknow to get tunda kebabs. I don't know why where she's right now as we speak. <laughs> I am jealous for the Lucknow part. It's just like, yes, I I asked her to get some kebabs back so I can put them in the freezer and then microwave like just three four kebabs a day for the next week. But I'll just introduce you Prakash. You have been a long time subscriber and supporter of News Laundry so thank you for that. Thank you for your support and your belief in independent media. We have met as well in New York when you were there at the subscribers meet. You are a software engineer in Bloomberg. So Bloomberg uh, so your blue is this owned by Michael Bloomberg? Your Bloomberg the Bloomberg yeah, you work for? Correct. Still? Michael Bloomberg, yeah. So so what are his prospects? He's he's running, right? He's and he's thrown his hat in yeah, the Yeah, he's running. Uh, in my opinion, I don't think he has a chance of even getting the ticket. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I mean my opinion is because that I think middle America is will see him as a Wall Street guy. I see. So but the people are saying that if you can sp- spend that kind of money on campaigning then you can have a lot of chance. But this is not the first time a billionaire is trying. In 90s also there was this guy called Ross Perot <sighs> who was trying for the ticket. I remember. But, uh, that kind of money didn't get him the ticket even he was he wasn't even close to winning it and but but trump we don't know if he's a billionaire yet so otherwise you could have said he's a billionaire who won but like most indians you grew up watching bollywood and some hollywood films you like watching movies you like music you like playing badminton excellent have you seen deepika padukone play badminton her form i have seen those ads in which she has modeled <laughs> so and uh, Well it is it her beauty is very distracting so I can't really focus on the farm there <laughs> but but maybe she is a good player a good enough player at least I, uh, to uh, have to have the right form Absolutely I think she's very good she's an excellent player of badminton and yeah, uh, you have like Sindhu has a lot better uh, visibly really good form No but she's very she, graceful she good. plays badminton for a living although I was quite disgusted by her tweet endorsing the killings in Telangana um, oh but uh, right. i think all these people in hyderabad or uh, were were very thrilled with that but anyway but you like running half marathons and triathlons and you have this whole wolverine thing going those of you who can't see prakash uh, in new york city where right now it's early morning while we're recording he has these wolverine like mutton chops coming all the way down to his chin yeah so i started it last year and uh, i kind of like the look it's of course inspired from the movie itself um, you're allowed to I have really this look that. in your line of work well in my line of work i mean people look pretty bad actually software is especially notorious for people not caring for how they look <laughs> and uh, so, okay. the whole the whole nerd stereotype is largely valid i see and, so you can uh, if, if anything i get called out for being too stylish but oh, really? it is Okay. So your uh, favorite filmmakers are Hitchcock, Tarantino, Woody Allen, Kubrick, Anurag Kashyap, Vishal, Dibankar Banerjee, Abhishek Chobe, and among the earlier generation you like Rishikesh Mukherjee, Satyajit Ray Gulzar and Bimal Roy and Sham Benegal. Your current favorite series sitcom is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and in your opinion Larry David is the greatest TV comedy writer. Yes. So yeah. that's your introduction Prakash welcome to the awful and awesome entertainment rap so let's see what we have got for our audience today uh Prakash will be interviewing the Irish man which is the Netflix only film with uh, Al Pacino and um Robert De Niro 
This is the one that's much publicized that they've done like made them younger and shit, right? Yeah, they try to do de-aging basically. So, so Irishman for anyone who's planning to watch it, I don't want to scare them, but it is three and a half hours long. So, okay. Okay, so we'll get so to that. Let um, me tell them what else you'll be talking about. You'll be telling us sure. about Jerry Seinfeld's show and comedy in general. Then there is this eight-minute film which Harper Collins has launched as, I guess, it's a marketing thing for their book. It's a crime thriller. And we have two trailers. One is listed, No Time to Die, but the other one I discovered just as you're about to start recording. Wonder Woman has dropped the new trailer of the new film. So, yes, we shall talk about all that. But first, Prakash, I must appeal to our listeners to pay to keep news free because when the public pays, the public is served. When advertisers pay, advertisers are served. Pay to keep news free. Subscribe to News Laundry. Also, for those of you who have pitched in for that NL Sena project on the bus strike and the transport strike in Telangana, uh, two of those reports are up. Prateek spent a week in Telangana reporting on this. A third report will be up soon. Thank you for those of you who contributed. The entire contribution amount we were seeking was about 2,20,000. We have got about a lakh and a half or 2,50,000 maybe is what we're looking for. We've got a lakh 35 or a lakh 40. So we would like to top it up because such reporting costs money and unless you pay, news and journalism will die. So become a member of the community that supports independent media. Become a member of the News Laundry community. Go to newslaundry.com, click on NL Sena at the top, or you can even just click on subscribe and pay to keep news free. So thank you all. But let's start first with the Irishman, Prakash. Frank Sheeran. Am I saying that right? Yeah, you said it right. Uh, under the contract, management can only fire a driver on very specific charges. So... You have a show up late? No. Do you have any moving violations? No. Do you drink on the job? No. Do you ever hit anybody? On a job? Yeah. I don't think so. All right, then. We don't have nothing to worry about. I'll just tell you, I watched like a few minutes and then I got distracted because I had so much of other work. I'm quite done with this whole combination of De Niro and Al Pacino, much as I love them. Oh, so... Yeah, that was definitely setting the expectation very high, I feel. And uh, it being three and a half hours long was also made me quite skeptical. Will it be engaging and entertaining enough in this era of Marvel movies, which Scorsese got into a bit of a ruckus. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, I liked it. I was surprised that it was engaging enough for three and a half hours. Hmm. And uh, it it has, you are right, it has the same De Niro, Joe Pesci format of Goodfellas and Casino where a former mob guy is telling the story of what he did in the mob. So it's a flashback with a voiceover device that is... Exactly. It's the same format. Mm. Okay, so, but it is much longer. Uh, And, uh, but the thing is, the story is told in a manner, it is still engaging. So give me the plot without giving away spoilers like Rajshri Sen. Yeah. So, yeah, so it is based on this book called I Heard You Paint Houses. Hmm. Uh, Paint Houses is a gangster metaphor for uh, blood splattering on the walls when you kill someone. Oh, I see. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. So, so Frank Sheeran was this mob hitman who, who lived during 50s, 60s, 70s when he was active during that time. And he worked for the Buffalino gangster family. And during the same era, there is another historical character called Jimmy Hoffa who was apparently very popular during 50s and 60s. And 
he it's a known historical fact that he disappeared in the 70s and never to be found i see so this so this story is about how franchiren gets involved with the mob gets in gets starts working with jimmy hoffa and what all happens during that era the the politics of it and how the politics and the mafia and the union leaders were involved in it together so is it more of the same where al pacino is playing al pacino and robert de niro is playing robert de niro because i think last few it films is. of there i've seen is al pacino's all doing the al pacino thing and de niro's doing the de niro thing and that's that yeah i agree especially with al pacino i feel as he aged he started hamming a lot yeah there is a, there is that hamming style but isn't that true well. for everybody i mean we've discussed this it is it is true it I is think true after somewhat, a certain age i feel that de niro i think de niro is still different because de niro as he aged he did comedy like uh, meet the fockers like uh, meet the fockers and the another movie in which he was playing a gangster head and uh, analyze this hmm yeah uh, with uh, he has anger management issues right yeah so those so those are that kind of comedy movies also he did so i think he has a bit more range as he aged but al pacino played that kind of burst of temper kind of guy every time right so uh, so there is a i agree that their acting is not how we appreciate them in the 70s in their 70s works like how i appreciate de niro in say taxi driver or uh, yeah uh, got for part 2 i don't appreciate him that much for say casino you know because right. he's like the same guy hmm. so there is a little bit of that but i'll still say that scorsese's narrative technique is still pretty solid is it it's not a great movie like goodfellas goodfellas is a movie which anyone can watch they, they don't have to be an art movie connoisseur or anything hmm. and even you can rewatch it even though it's a long movie and it is still kind of fun i won't say it is in the same league but uh, it is not boring and if because and what makes this movie more compelling is the fact that it's a true story the I fact see. that it happened during 50s 60s 70s how the politics and the crime were involved that makes it pretty engaging i would yeah. say i read this article some time back in the daily beast this guy who's from the mob and he owned some casinos in vegas and he was a typical you know the, the mobster american mobster from the 70s 80s and he claimed that he had slept with marilyn monroe in an interview and some studios picked up the rights to his life and i think that film is being made and he's on the set kind of supervising and i just thought this is amazing that i mean he says he was at that time 16 17 he had he was just a helper to some one of these big mobsters and he used to go and assist or he was a hairdresser or something and she slept with him and she was in a bathtub and then he claimed uh, one of these prominent hollywood actors i'm just so bad with names who at some point i think also married Ma- marilyn monroe you should discuss with him how she was in bed and i was like dude how can you like claim this about someone who's dead and make a movie on it yeah. i mean i i just found yeah, that that is yeah, that is true about irishman as well there are uh, questions about frank sheeran's claims about what he did yeah cuz it seemed like uh, it could be it was almost like posthumous Hmm. and he was trying to get some posthumous claim out of it that okay i did this and he told to a journalist and the journalist went on to write the book yeah so he could never be booked for certain things that he claimed hmm uh, right. so those claims thing whether how much of a history it is or not is true for this one as well but scorsese is basically going by that book he yeah. makes it very i think this whole thing which is now very popular both in indian film industry and also in hollywood is based on a true story and then you pay lo what the fuck you want i mean the two three true characters are uske baad kuch bhi pay lo aap so i i just find that uh, a bit of a sad ass gimmick but anyway so uh, you would recommend we watch it huh 
Uh, I wouldn't recommend people going for it because uh, partly because such movies are not made anymore where the narrative style is a little bit different, a little bit sedate, where there are not constant cuts and uh, action sequences to hold your attention. So since your since your look is based on on Wolverine, you're clearly a Marvel comics fan as well, or at least those films. But oh, I have seen Marvel Marvel movies and I have enjoyed some of them for sure. But uh, I will say Logan is one of the best. superhero movies sure uh, probably next only to dark knight so right. yeah what is your view of scorsese's take that that's not cinema marvel films are not cinema well it came across as a rant but i think he has a point okay uh, there are kind of movies which are taking over the space of uh, multiplexes and all like a few day, few weeks back i went to movie theater just randomly i didn't have a plan Hmm. Uh, we were uh, we were actually planning to go for this uh, Ritwik Ghatak retrospective in New York City, hmm. but and it was sold out. It was just very weird. I didn't expect that to be sold out. Across the street there was AMC. Me and my friend thought, okay, let's see whatever is available there. We'll choose from it. Hmm. All the movies were either some superhero kind of movie or some fantasy world set movie or some reboot or some sequel like Terminator Nth. <laughs> but uh, we ended up going for the terminator and it was so so bad really uh, so i do feel that there is some truth to the fact that that kind of storytelling where people can talk and it can be engaging right hmm. so now it's so not dialogue do- writers who are uh, determined direction but uh, s- special effects so it's your community yeah. basically all you software types are fucking up cinema man yeah they are all making all this uh, more and more action sequences and the thing is there is only so much action sequences you can improve upon to make the movie engaging okay you speaking know, if of you don't have a good story no i i agree with you but speaking of there's some films that are known for action sequences so we shall just review yeah. the trailer of no time to die which is a new bond film yeah. uh, but before that i have an email i'd like to read out we have three emails this time this is from a i will not read his full name because he says hi all you can read this on hafta or awful and awesome keep my name anonymous please abhinandan you keep reminding people what con- that context is important but you seem to forget it each time you try to be woke show sure, the line tum hame roko phir bhi hum na ruke may be problematic but when this line is used in the context of a song then we need to see whether this is being used for assault or whether it is used in a playful manner and i don't think the particular line means assault if we see it in the context of the song Similarly the song Jadu Teri Nazar which has the line tu ha karya na kar tu hai meri karan is in my view also not problematic as you know that Shahrukh Khan is a stalker and a psycho in the film so it suits the character I've been another it's something similar to one of the poems Anand Vardhan once recited on the hafta he said and I paraphrase I did not say Dinkar is sexist but those lines in the poem are definitely sexist in arts the creative use of phrases and expressions that we find problematic in normal day to day life should not be frowned upon yes using the n word is problematic but there are shows like curb your enthusiasm where larry david a white person says the n word donning a black face is problematic but then what about robert downey jr's role in tropic thunder also abhinandan would you say that every song on krishna is problematic is the song mohe panaghat pe nandlal about eve teasing or the song kahe chhed mohe from the movie devdas written by birju maharaj which has a line barbas mori laaj linhi is about rape Or does the song Radha kaise na jale paint women as insecure? If yes, then it's you who should get his mind out of the gutter. I am not claiming that no Bollywood song is problematic, but in our criticism of such songs and movies, we should be careful and not extremely woke to paint each other and everything as problematic. My advice to you, 
write a prasang and a bhavarth for each song you want to analyze and then make a judgment thanks okay hey thank you for your feedback now let me give my advice to you young man i am the last person who's woke i am very politically incorrect and i belong to a generation which has internalized many problems with gender stereotypes and male bonding that i am too old to take out of my system secondly your generation that is too quick to give an opinion when because you guys have fed on facebook and twitter i am working on a podcast that talks about bollywood's relationship with consent i'm not sure where you got assault into the picture but i think there is a problematic relationship with consent in society and i agree it evolves with time like you know there were slave owners who were very good men or like i've often given the example of bapu gandhi who was an amazing man but had certain seriously uh, sexist notions uh, because of how he treated the das uh, the bais of of uh, banaras when they wanted to join the freedom movement so i am going to be collecting all the songs i can and then figuring out how they deal with consent or not so many of them may turn out to be problematic some may not some borderline it's a wide spectrum so my advice to you is wait a bit before the final product is out with that prakash did you see the new james bond trailer oh yeah it's called no time to die correct the world is arming faster than we can respond where's 007 I need a favor, brother. You're the only one I trust for this. The world's moved on, Commander Bond. You were double O. Two years. So stay in your lane. You get in my way. I will put a bullet in your knee. The one that works. I thought you two would get along. So I saw the trailer. Um, I was very excited about it because I. I'm I'm also a Bond movie fan. Mm. Uh, so growing up, I enjoyed Sean Connery movies and all. So yeah, in this trailer, I would say the most notable thing was a black woman as a double O. Yeah, and she yeah. said the so, she said that line also. What uh, move with the times or something, right? She she's yes. So uh, when the last Bond movie came out, which was not so good, Spectre, and uh, around that time, Daniel Craig had said that he he will slit his wrist than do another Bond movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so around that time there were rumors that who's the next bond going to be is it uh, so there were articles on why can't the next bond be a black guy yeah and, and there were rumors that that guy who plays in that who's the edris alba i had heard that you know there were rumors he may be the next bond but yeah yeah and there were rumors about why can't a woman play bond that i think was a bit over it, i i don't know what yeah. is your view on that i mean i i'm okay with you know i think if there's a character it, This whole predominantly white superheroes, white everything. So Bond can be black, but I don't think Bond can be woman, man. Yeah, I I do think there is a whole problem with this diversity and inclusion thing going not so. Hmm. So I I'm there are spy movies where uh, women are there, like uh, Charlie Theron has played a spy, hmm. uh, uh, Angelina Jolie has played a spy. So it's not like the audience is not. open for such movies or such movies are not being made deepika padukone has played a spy in china yeah, to so... gangtok as then what wasn't that chandni chok wasn't she a spy in that or she was something like that i think Assassin, you were one yeah. of the three members in the audience who saw it <laughs> so <laughs> but yeah so i felt that was a bit of a weird thing but coming back to this trailer yeah. uh, i think it uh, i think it checks all the boxes as far as a bond trailer goes the exciting sequence action sequence 
uh, that motorbike going up the castle or something. So, so yeah, so those kind of stunts are all are good. But I, I, I found the lines in the trailer itself to be a bit cheesy. Such as so, like uh, you know, history isn't kind to men who play God. I mean, lines like that in in a, if you have it in the trailer itself, it's a bit off. A Bond movie is going to have some of those. attempts at uh, witty lines and all sure but uh, the trailer better have the best line or uh, really really good line i i really cheap- i liked it uh, i really disliked that bond film in the middle it was this where you know it was not so much about action but more about his angst and he's this uh, you know this new bond what's his name um yeah daniel craig daniel yeah. craig i don't know which one i'm talking about but you know it, it had hardly any action it was his angst and his feeling of solace I don't know maybe Quantum of Solace where I think M or someone dies or something and he's Oh main, that is Skyfall. I I maybe I'm mixing up two but I was like this is not a Bond film this is like some you know Steppenwolf by Herman Hesse kind of film like it it just Well uh, they did wear of the formula in Skyfall a bit. Also one, one, that... there was a Superman film which is the same thing which was not a superhero film it was all about Superman's you know, fighting his steel. demons and all fuck we dude we don't come to you for that we come to you for like ning 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 you know that's what we come for so i think yeah. this film is going to deliver that at least it promises to and this uh, uh, actor who i really like and before i use his name i had already pulled it out because i'm so bad with name christopher waltz he yeah. seems to be if i I haven't mixed it up, right? He is the guy in this trailer. He is the uh, well. Actually, villain. he was the main villain in the previous one. Okay, so, so the thread. So they have tried to continue the thread in this one, but the main villain in this one is Rami Malek. Oh, I see. So he, he also comes in for a bit. One shot of his is there. So yes, I, I think the end from the trailer, what I'm understanding is Rami Malek is reborn as Christopher Waltz or something. He he's enters his body. Oh. Maybe an ox happens. I I don't know. <laughs> I mean, no, uh, I hope it is not that bad. But uh, <laughs> because in the uh, the previous film, they already did this zabardasti tying of threads. You know, I mean, mm. uh, so Daniel Craig started with Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, then Skyfall, and then Spectre. So in Spectre, there is a bit of a tying of threads of the previous three plots. I see. So they'll probably try so, to tie up loose ends here. But here, one of the the main woman, she was the assassin in the earlier one, wasn't she? Yes, that was all. That is also a new thing. I mean, this hasn't happened a lot where a Bond girl is repeated. Yeah. Usually, so, a Bond girl is always a new actress, but they have done. I mean, there is only one previous instance I can think of where a Bond girl came again, which was one of the Roger Moore movies, I think. But uh, this is happening again with this one, and uh, I hope. they have done a better job with the plot compared to last one the last one the the it was very forced it wasn't very exciting towards the end i hope this one is better but the stunts uh, but the stunts yeah. and the um, sets look phenomenal so i'm really looking forward oh, yeah. to this one the the exotic locales and the stunts in the exotic locales part they are again Man, this job this there. is so i'm looking forward to this but speaking of looking forward to i would like to unambiguously state and i'm not going to hedge on this i think i have just seen the best trailer of uh, wonder woman comes in or dc series what is this dc comics dc yeah. i DC. think even you can throw marvel into the mix I don't. It's a two-minute, twenty-four-second trailer of the new Wonder Woman. I think Gul Gadot. That's her name, right? I'm not getting it wrong. Gul Gadot. Gal Gadot. Yeah, huh? Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Gigi. Bol dete hain yaar. ठीक है. Gigi. So I think Gigi is just the most amazing superhero to hain. Heroine, I guess. Whatever. 
so well cast she is athletic her movements her walk is so straight and erect her back uh, you know she is graceful beautiful she looks strong and this trailer is just phenomenal just the the 80s bling it's called 1984 uh it's wwd4 in theaters june 5 it says welcome to the future life is good but it can be better and why shouldn't it be all you need is to want it think about finally having everything you always wanted I am so looking forward to this. I haven't seen a bad uh, Wonder Woman film so far except the one where they threw Superman all of them came together as shit. Batman Superman even fucked it up. But um her the her solo film where that pilot dies at the end and and she takes on the devil uh, was one of the best DC films I've seen and I think this is going to outdo that. It's it's definitely the best trailer I've seen so far. Have you seen it? No, I haven't yet seen the trailer, but yeah, Wonder Woman uh, in the DC franchise is pretty much all they have now. Yeah, man. They don't have much going for them. Superman the Batman, has dubbed it. Yeah, Batman, Superman reboots and all are failing. So the Justice League also didn't do well, even mm. with the Wonder Woman. Uh, but hopefully, this will uh, uh, this will be an uptick for them. Underwater Man, be inka yena wo Aquaman sorry. वो भी इनका ही उसने तो बात नहीं पीट दी उसने डुबा दिया हाँ डुबा दिया सी द लेस ऑफ दैट जोक इट इज गॉट डेप्थ ऑल्सो लाइक वाटर मेटा डेप्थ इट्स वाटर जोक ऑल्सो ऑफ यू आर नॉट गेटिंग इट थिक ओके सॉरी <laughs> so but yeah about that wonder moon since you were appreciating gal gadot's athletic ability and she looks great don't you think that uh, i mean people for a while were uh, criticizing mainstream depiction of women as putting too much pressure on women on to look good now it is actually double you have to look good and be athletic yaar bhai you know i am that way as opposed to what a who doesn't want to be named i don't know why it doesn't want to be named said that i think this don't judge people for how they look is a bit goes a bit over i find bodies that are fit extremely attractive whether they are men or women and i don't mean sexually attractive i just mean yeah it's a it's a pleasure to see a fit body move yeah. i i think ronaldo's a fucking he's got horrible attitude and i think he's a real dick on the field but when he sprints with the ball i just love watching it i used to love watch michael yeah. jordan's layups they were graceful it was a thing of beauty um so i think uh, gul gado have i got the name right gal gudo okay uh she is like very sexy man gal gado gal gado sorry gal gado she's like hollywood's version of deepika padukone she's got a straight walk she's graceful she's beautiful hopefully she can act as well as deepika padukone also I, i'm hoping for her sake but i think there's nothing wrong with the pressure of being fit and i know this generation needs it more than anybody else like just the other day i was trying to tell one of my uh, aunts grandchildren were over and i was singing this song cuz i played it in hafta some time ago fatak bham bham bhamra aaya re khat fatak is what's a bhamra now when we grew up cuz we were out all the time in the evening and it was a forest and especially if it's army cantonment you came across chameleons you know you sh- you you shot chameleons and you collected caterpillars put them in a hazmola bottle and waited for them to turn into pupas you know what a bhamra was from very young age hey there's a 10 year old kid who had never seen a bhamra cuz he was in the city all his life yeah. so then i didn't know is a bhamra bumblebee is it a beetle is it of course your own you can identify it when you see it but i didn't know how to describe it so sorry i've weird off i've better an uncle 
what what did i start off with <laughs> fitness fitness yeah so i think this energy needs to get out a little more and yeah, uh, i feel the same way i mean even when i see a bond trailer uh, daniel craig is 51 man yeah okay, what a body he's got what a body and how he runs yeah. i mean one of my favorite action sequences is from casino royale when he really runs up a crane hmm so just that the way his his technique of running is so cool and even in that so, one film where he emerges from the ocean and you know you can yeah. see his i mean of course his pecs and all are great his abs but even like th- yeah. that side where where the hip joint is that muscle Optics. is so well well defined yeah 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 his obliques and all i mean he's first of all he can he's an athletic guy but he looks like a kind of guy who can fight yeah it's maybe like saying if someone spends thousands of hours painting and they come out with a good painting you'd appreciate it if lata yeah. mangeshkar spends thousands of hours singing and she comes up with a great tune you say wow wow you sing so well if someone really works on their body and they come out looking like a million bucks you say fuck phenomenal man and i wish i could look like that and i think it's, no, it's you should be able to sing like lata if you can you should be able to i don't know play badminton like deepika and you should be able to you know look like daniel craig what's what's wrong with that yeah. i don't think there's anything wrong no. with having expectations of looking awesome i think it's fine i don't think there's anything politically incorrect about either yeah i'm i'm glad there are a few people who think like that yes but we will all soon be dead with all the other uncles so that, <laughs> speaking of other uncles i interviewed uh, gd bakshi uh, last week and it's behind the paywall uh, do check it out it is for subscribers only so be a member of the community that supports independent media tell me what you think tell us who you would like us to interview write to us at contact@newslawney.com at and give us feedback so yeah but i insist everybody watch the trailer i absolutely insist and tell me if you've seen a better trailer with that let's move on to jerry seinfeld so what is this show that you want to review prakash which one is this so so jerry seinfeld has something called a uh, residency in beacon theater in new york city so a residency is basically uh, i mean i came across this concept also recently where it's not really a new show per se but it is more of a greatest hits okay so so like bob dylan has a residency at beacon theater billy joel had a residency at beacon theater it is like this iconic theater in new york city which like it has 2600 seater very old theater and uh, so jerry seinfeld started doing this residency like 2 years back so what does that mean he so, comes and performs old pieces which were his best is that right so he basically does his greatest hits and few new ones but uh, even the old ones are kind of edited for uh, modern times like let's say if 20 years back he did that joke for a cordless phone he will now do it for a smartphone something like that okay so 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 there are additions to it uh, so i am a seinfeld fan so i have seen all his i have seen his shows his most of his stand up that is available online netflix shows and all that so for me it was more of a okay let's see this as well since i am in new york city i want to see him in person Hmm. So uh, so I went for the show uh, it was an expensive show but uh, and he d- he did do good the audience was laughing throughout the show so may I ask uh, how much does a ticket for a Seinfeld show cost at this residency I theater? I I got the cheapest ticket and the hmm. cheapest ticket after taxes was 110 dollars Wow okay so it's a pretty expensive show hmm. and I think so Ali Wong's tickets would probably go for as much as 700 dollars like the ones right up top and shit huh uh not for seinfeld one seinfeld one the most expensive one was like 350 hmm. uh but ali wong is going to be doing a show in couple of months and that the expense most uh, the cheapest ticket is 185 wow. pre tax 
free tag so, so 200 touch kar jayega yeah these are pretty expensive shows so i thought a lot about going for this because i have pretty much seen on his material and i know that stand up people do repeat their material hmm. so i was a little bit skeptical about it but it was like a matha tekna for me so <laughs> so, so i went for it and uh, it was it was good for somebody who's not that much into stand up or not into seinfeld material per se i will say it's a very good show i see for for somebody who's a fan of him has followed him pretty closely i would say probably save your money for something else uh, because uh, his style of comedy is a bit dated now yeah i think so, that happens with comedy a lot of it 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 moves with the time and also it happens with cinema also you know because certain films have been made with certain like for example horror films i've said this in rajshree there are very few new plots you can come up with you know the sudden scaring you with startling sounds or something coming out of the mirror it's it's so yeah. hard everything's been done and done so it's it's hard to come up with something yeah. new so you have to yeah, like in horror uh, yeah in since you're talking about horror i will recommend this movie called it follows okay and and uh, the netflix show also haunting of the hill house haunting of the hill house so, yeah okay both of them i will recommend for horror people who feel that i am not really interested in horror because okay. it's done in a different way it does have its share of jump scares it's not mm-hmm. that it doesn't have but the jump scares are few and far and the storytelling is very modern okay so i um you know i liked um, seinfeld's shows that that it was called seinfeld only that he used to do and with his ill fitting suits and his kids which were cool i guess at that time today it looks so nerdy and square how he dresses but i thought he was really good but i never understood why he was considered the best or was the most successful of his time tell me well, because you, you look- I, there were others who i thought were very good but he was so spectacularly successful like no one is in close i could never understand why well the seinfeld show's success i would in my opinion uh, has a lot more to do with larry david than jerry seinfeld okay. jerry seinfeld did play a very big role in the co- as a co-creator and as a writer and as an executive producer uh, for seven seasons or so but uh, i feel why seinfeld gets that credit if is if you compare with the comedy of that time hmm. if you see the sitcoms of that time cheers or frasier and then friends uh everybody loves raymond all came around the same time hmm. but if you see the other shows they are a bit of a dramedy hmm okay and there is some plot development like somebody like ross and rachel are romantically involved and they are on and off right and there is a thre- there is a threat to pull you in you oh, know there was a housekeeper a with fraser's brother was had a crush on yeah. what was the name the british one niles niles hmm. and daphne had a daphne correct definitely hmm. so so all these things in cheers also you know uh, sam uh, is trying to hit on the waitress and so on so there will be this kind of romantic thread going on and there will be uh, emotional bonding like there will be emotional growth of characters so one of the things about seinfeld as a show was like that the characters are not going to grow that's yeah the they were the same it never went anywhere the characters yeah the characters are not going to learn hmm. okay they are going to be jerks throughout <laughs> they are not going to be likable people so that was that i felt was a new thing back then if you see right now uh, and later on larry david went on to write cobier enthusiasm which is very rare you will rarely see a sitcom writer or uh, uh, or somebody who has have a, who has a hit show goes on to make another show which surpasses that level of success Mm. so uh, larry david went on to do it with kirby enthusiasm uh, which was like seinfeld but much better because he was on hbo and there was no censorship or anything you could say anything you wants 
and then if you see uh, the show uh, a show that i mentioned now it's always sunny in philadelphia hmm. that's like seinfeld on steroids it's like crazy level of edginess so uh, why seinfeld had that success in 90s was that nobody was that edgy nobody could say a slightly politically incorrect thing right so uh, they were doing the safe stuff because they were on nbc they can't, they can't do something they can't, too yeah. Which, which Bill Ma keeps rubbing in the audience faces is HBO. We can say what they want because when a guest comes and says "fuck" or says something, says "I relax," says HBO. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. So, so that's the reason I felt Seinfeld did well then, and it was like, okay, comedy can do this. But uh, Seinfeld as a stand-up, there is still something to be said about his style. That his style is totally clean. Okay, even when he does stand-up, there is no effort. and um, there are like these days i feel that a lot of successful comedians like say sara silverman if you see her show there will be like four bits on vagina that's it or so, even also seinfeld it was he wasn't shouting like hasan minaj it's too dramatic in the sense it's i know it's a performance but it's very obviously a performance where seinfeld it seemed he was just talking to you and of course he wasn't just yeah. talking to you there was that but hasan minaj like the turn here and the turn there and the you know that whole jumping on stage i find that a bit um, yeah it takes away from the comedy for me yeah so so seinfeld being able to do a 90 minute show uh, filling up a theater and doing clean comedy like you can bring kids okay right. so that is a talent which is rare i feel uh, most people if they want to fill a theater with adults they will have to do adult humor right so okay that's that's prakash on jerry seinfeld for you before we review the last short film i have a couple of emails or before i read out the emails what i could i please request you to pay to keep news free and subscribe to news laundry also uh, if you listen to this podcast on castbox or itunes or stitcher or any other podcast platform this is a news laundry podcast we have a bunch of podcasts we have the hafta we have charcha we have reporters out orders so come on newsroom.com check out our many podcasts and pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served when advertisers pay advertisers served we take no advertising so tell others about our podcast rate us if whichever podcast platform you're listening on allows you to rate write a favorable review it gets people to discover us and uh, it'll help us grow so now uh, two more emails i'll just read them both together this is ramankit Hi Mr. Sekri and Ms. Sen. I'm Ankit and I'm a regular listener of this podcast. I'm deeply troubled by the recent rape of Hyderabad vet and subsequent encounter by the police killing the alleged perpetrators. Many have applauded the Telangana police for bringing justice in inverted commas. In addition to normalizing stalking as a legitimate form of courtship, the Indian film industry is also responsible for advocating and glorifying vigilantism mob violence. There are several movies in the recent past, Singham Simba, The Bang Mom, where police officers and ordinary citizens are shown as carriers of justice most of these movies are super hits and entice whistles talis from the audience i strongly believe that fans millions of fans of such movies are the ones applauding the telangana police it is not surprising that the film industry is filled with people like jaya bachchan who had recommended public lynching i hope the encounter does not sideline but most likely will the important discussion this incident warrants such as a why do indian men commit such heinous crimes b failure of the government to provide safety to its citizens c lack of sex ed d impact of such incidents on the already declining women workforce recently i watched the film just mercy wide release expected in jan 2020 adapted from the novel just mercy a story of justice and redemption the movie is a fascinating story of the lawyer brian stevens who represented several wrongly convicted black convicts in the state of alabama From the early 90s to date his organization the Equal Justice Initiative 
has saved more than 120 people from the death penalty and has noted that in one out of nine cases, the alleged convict was innocent. In the case of the Telangana encounter, what if one of the alleged criminals was innocent? How will we ever get to know? In India, where cinema has such a strong influence, it is imperative that it be held responsible for its messaging. In the garb of cinematic liberties, filmmakers have glorified problematic themes of misogyny, vigilantism and violence in several movies. People who have called out such movies have been dismissed as oversensitive, overwoke or touchy. My God, Ankit, you just have, I think, maybe A, who wants to remain anonymous, sent you the mail earlier. Anyway, the irony is that the Indian Film Board of Certification has objected to drinking, smoking on screen, but is fine with abject glorification. I link this to the observation shared on episode 126 by Abhinanath based on the discussion with his sister that cinema can take a context as it is and take it to where it isn't. Unfortunately, Indian filmmakers have failed to do so. Ankit Nahar. Ankit, thank you for that beautifully articulated mail. I think Jaya Bachchan is completely off in the head and I'm, I don't mean it like generally. I think she's actually insane. She looks insane. Um, she behaves insane. And if you are to believe much of what you hear in Bollywood where I have several friends, she is actually a little off in the head. So it's unfortunate that she's sitting in parliament. Uh, but... Um, you know, what you are talking about, uh, Ankit, uh, we are in talks with this lab in Bombay. Uh, the founder lives between Bombay and Boston. She used to be at the MIT Media Lab, actually. And they have done a study using, I, I won't go into the detail of the, 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 the analysis methods used, of exactly the films you've spoken about. And this was before this encounter happened, of how the police is depicted in cinema and how that impacts people. So they did a, 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 a survey of people, you know, if they agree that police should act as vigilantes. And they linked that to the people who have watched a Singham or that. You're right. Their analysis shows that cinema overwhelmingly determines what we think of the police or such popular culture things. They have also done an analysis of what are the adjectives used before police, like Sali police, Gandhi police, whatever it is. So we're trying to partner with them so they can make a presentation of their findings because it's a really interesting and fascinating study at the Media Rumble 2020. So yeah, hopefully uh, what you have articulated, which I believe is true to a great extent, can be shown through data analysis. And finally, this email is from Rohan. Hey, following up with my last email, apologies to Abhinandan for not subscribing, but I am a student. Well, Rohan is a non-subscriber, but he says he's a student and he's graduating soon and will definitely do the needful. When you start earning, Rohan, I'm so proud of you. When you start earning, do before you buy your first packet of cigarettes, which you never should. So don't smoke. It fucking burns the lungs. It makes you unfit and it's horrible for you. Uh, just subscribe to News Laundry. It, it enriches the mind. So uh, I consume a lot of content on News Laundry. I would never want you guys to shut shop. I would like to make a recommendation for Abhinandan since he's a huge fan of Punjabi music. Check out this rapper called Prabhdeep from Delhi. He's a genuine musician who talks about the struggle and life in West Delhi. Not like Badshah and Hani Singh who find it hard to write about anything other than Daru, Paisa and Tote Shote. Also check out Conan O'Brien's podcast, Conan Needs a Friend. It's hilarious. Conan makes his secretary and producer too part of his act. He also talks openly about his mental health problems. P.S. Bose, you're doing an amazing job. Lots of love, Rohan. Lots of love to you, Rohan. Hope you crack your final year and get a cracking job. And you can subscribe to News Laundry. And not only can you subscribe to News Laundry, I hope your job is so good that you say, here is... I'll support the subscription of two other students who can't pay. So yeah, on that note, back to Prakash. Prakash, did you see this short film? It's I think about eight and a half minutes of Harper Collins. Kabe, <laughs> 
उसके घर सुबह पार्सल आता है Yeah, I did. Uh, parcel, it's called. Yes. And, uh, it was. Uh, it's. Uh, it's apparently going to be a series of uh, uh, short films. They are going to be dropping more. Hmm. And uh, they are actually explore. It is not just. It doesn't seem like only a marketing for their books. They are. They are actually also. I mean, they are doing a two job here. One is marketing their books. Other is coming up. to terms with the new storytelling techniques so like just like you can say literature was the was the art form in say 19th century 20th century can be called the art form for cinema you know hmm. so and 21st century it's going to be short films stuff on phone that you will be watching right people have shorter attention span these days not everybody is into as much reading they don't have, i mean they have more options for and also uh, i think my own reading habits have changed it's not like that read less now but i read less books you know a combination of articles and long form kyunki pehle you would read the india today from cover to cover and read the outlook and then you read books yep. so you yep. read the paper a magazine or maybe two magazines and then you read books now you read articles from some some 10000 word like from you know the daily beast like i said to the new yorker to so many platforms someone will post some 1000 word blog aap wo bhi pad loge so yeah. it's changed reading habits have changed yeah definitely it has changed So this short film is, uh, I would say, it uh, it it checks all the boxes again as far as a short film goes. Like you know, it has an interesting thing to tell, and a like, little bit of a twist. And uh, and I was impressed that usually short films are like set in one location or one set. In this case, actually, it was indoor and outdoor, on the road, and uh, so it didn't look like location. budget cut away. Jesse, yeah, wo, it the, was. The, that daru ki company na which had those short films what are they called shorts whatever those large ha let's make it large jo bhi some the royal stag royal as a tag ki what it was on one balcony with jackie shroff to pura project wahi khatam kar do ek raat mein light up karke here you write the dhaba there's a car there's an inside a theater there's outside yes there's her house there's a market there's in fact there's a full tracking sequence yes. in the market i think it's yeah. very well produced as a piece of uh, you know art as as a film as a short film i think it's a really good short film with one place where i thought it was a little overwritten where they are explaining how both of them have got away tune acha kiya jo boss ko bata diya and then he tells him what the boss said i mean that over explaining was a bit makes me cringe but both the guys are amazing yep. the only thing was that i i don't know why harper collins would do this matlab i don't think a person who's watching short films like you can be pu- pushing a book Like public, like I, you know, like Tata Steel. Why does Tata Steel advertise? Like the people who will buy from Tata Steel are not consumers; they are the builders. So I've never understood like Harper Collins as a. If you're pushing a book, Chetan Bhagat book, that you know I, if you order from Zomato and you'll get a Chetan Bhagat ride on Uber or whatever they do those things. But for yeah. a publishing house, I don't get it. I don't see the benefit. Yeah, I'm also not too sure about it, but it could be a new thing of simply marketing. For brand recall, you know, purely for brand brand recall. But so, you wouldn't buy a book because it's Harper Collins or Peng when you write, buy a book because of who wrote I, it. I'll probably go and find out if they are producing more such shots. That's the most I will do. Hmm. It's unlikely that it will make me go buy Harper Collins book. <laughs> you know, uh, say, Harper Collins actually can't see book like yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody buys books based on that. People buy books based on authors or word of mouth, right? Based on publishing house, who buys? Or maybe we are uh, living in an age. that everybody is an author 
एवरीबडी इज राइटिंग क्योंकि दिल्ली में तो यही हो रहा है यू मीट एवरीबडी क्या कर रहे हो आजकल जी आज सुबह ब्रश किया फिर नहाए धोए और बुक डील साइन करके आ रहे हैं तो आई थिंक नाउ इट इज लाइक दैट्स ऑल द पब्लिशर सिंह हमारे साथ आओ Yeah, I am surprised by the people I even encounter in my own social circle. I mean, there is still nobody in direct contact, but like one degree of separation. So, uh, who have like, oh, they have published a book. I was like, what? I met that guy. He didn't seem like like a writer or anything. No, no. I know many people he, who are who are right now writing books. Some have written multiple books, and I'm like, okay, this is 2019. people need a lot of them are actually want to be jetan bhagat i think but uh, <laughs> it is what it is yes and finally uh, before i thank you there was this one interesting email that landed directly in my inbox so this hasn't come through my wonderful producer parikshit uh, this has come from varun kamath who i think he's also an east coast subscriber if i'm not wrong he sent me this link of sasha baron cohen accepting the award and this award is the adl award called the anti defamation league award So he's made the speech and uh, this is what it sounds like. Thank you Jonathan for your very kind words. Uh thank you the Anti-Defamation League for this um recognition and your work in fighting racism, hate and bigotry. And to be clear, when I say racism, hate and bigotry, I'm not referring to the names of Stephen Miller's labradoodles. Now, I realize that some of you may be thinking, what the hell is a comedian doing speaking at a conference like this? Uh, I certainly am. Um I've spent most of the past two decades in character. In fact, this is the first ever time that I've stood up and given a speech as my least popular character, Sasha Baron Cohen. And the one bit that Varun has marked is today around the world demagogues appeal to our worst instincts democracy which depends on shared truths why don't you hear sasha baron cohen said today around the world demagogues appeal to our worst instincts conspiracy theories once confined to the fringe are going mainstream it's as if the age of reason the era of evidential argument is ending and now knowledge is increasingly delegitimized and scientific consensus is dismissed democracy which depends on shared truths is in retreat and autocracy which depends on shared lies is on the march hate crimes are surging as are murderous attacks on religious and ethnic minorities now what do all these dangerous trends have in common one thing is pretty clear to me All this hate and violence is being facilitated by a handful of internet companies that amount to the greatest propaganda machine in history. So now uh you know while I I have a lot of respect for Sasha Baron Cohen I think he's a phenomenal performer he's a phenomenal artist but I do think uh this like the internet is so dangerous and YouTube and Google and WhatsApp are so dangerous Of course they're dangerous of course there's a problem but this you know it reminds me of Neil Postman's book uh, Amusing Ourselves to Death like when the television came boom in the 70s he said this is the end of America we'll become like a dumb daft stupid society which will decay I think 2019 America is smarter than 1970 America uh, I think 2019 India is smarter than uh, just because there's a government that I don't like and there are bigots who get a lot of oxygen I don't think the internet is going to finish the world yeah so I I disagree with Sasha Baron Cohen's diagnosis on this. Yeah, I also don't think about uh, the issues with internet or 
the privacy issues of say facebook or their political advertising is the end of the world yeah, it will correct itself in its own way hmm. but i don't think it is the main contributor of whatever is going on wrong if you can't see from, i mean i think a lot of this comes from the 2016 victory of trump you know once mm. you see somebody like cambridge analytica and facebook all those details that oh they they lied and that managed to convince voters well it still convinced voters and you know what it's a fact that hillary clinton spent spent more money on that election right so the thing is and and the slight rearrangement of votes would have given her the election anyway exactly. she did win the popular sure, vote exactly exactly so i yeah i but i think i mean other parts of the world it's problematic bigotry is problematic as we speak um, you know amit shah is making a speech in parliament which is full of factual inaccuracies and bullshit uh, which is not unusual for him but he would say this whether the internet was around or not and broadcast would broadcast it into our television screens and you'd only have doordarshan and no other channel so i'm not sure why people think that facebook google twitter internet is going to fuck us all i i yeah, think it'll it- save us if anything If anything in the day of internet and Amit Shah says something stupid or incorrect in the parliament you know within 5 minutes that it is incorrect exactly right right you won't know that 20 years back exactly absolutely so on that note uh, i shall say goodbye to our listeners thank you for joining us uh, i don't think rajshree joining us next week either but we will have some other subscribers stepping into rajshree's tiny shoes her glass slipper and her silver spoon that she's left behind that you can put in your mouth write in to us at contact@newslaundry.com i repeat contact@newslaundry.com with your views with your inputs with your suggestions and dear a i hope i wasn't too nasty in my retort to your mail giving me advice i have no no hard feelings bro i don't mean to be mean i just am a slightly snarky bastard so forgive me I appreciate please you can mail back and tell me what a dick I am I'll read it out no problem and if you have an abuse to leave uh, Rajshree's twitter timeline is at brown sahiba so you can leave the abuse on a twitter timeline you can leave all the good things on mine and we must thank a wonderful subscriber who stepped in and gave us some phenomenal views uh, by the way man I'm Prakash I'm very um, impressed with your knowledge and interest in cinema music well not music cinema stand up comedy television So like how do you have the time to do all this? Oh, uh, a software everybody has time. Why what is software does no work involved can I how do you become a softwareist? Well, so in my opinion tech industry is uh, still growing. It's been 40 years and still there are more jobs and more money to be made. And in an industry like that there is a uh, the supply demand ratio is inverted, right? There is a the demand for skilled software professionals is very high and the supply is still considered very low even after 40 years it is still considered so that's why you have a lot of time to chill and just do all this yeah when a labor is expensive then the labor has more time so how do i how do i get into this gig this scam like how what do i have to do oh it now it is even easier 20 years back it was probably harder you had to go to an engineer you are going on saying it's now easy I'm... it's easy but you're not telling me how to do it Six months, six months of bootcamp and you're in. So I'll have to learn some JavaScript or something, no? Any these days the programming languages are even more easier. If you have a double-digit IQ, I think you can get in. Okay, I shall consider this, and then maybe I can shut news laundry, and all the stress will go away, and my diabetes will also vanish. <laughs> But if I can't, you shall catch me on this podcast and others on newslaundry.com. So thank you, Mr. Ayer. Thank you, Mr. Sekri. And it's a wrap. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.